Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yep, at so, least one. Um, 
he'll have an I reckon maybe one more fight um, and then he's on the Melbourne card yeah um, you know because he's uh, he, he's Australian now he's been here for, yep. for more than five minutes he's put on a good show in Adelaide he's one of us he is we've talked about adopted Aussies in the lead up to this card, this we card. we've gave out some advice on Twitter yep we've got one more <laughs> we've got one more coming up at the end of this card too Okay, on to fight number two. We got uh, the first of the two Australian matches. Uh, sorry, Australians only match. What the fuck am I saying? Um, Brendan O'Reilly and Vic Gruich. The Convict Cup. Yeah. <laughs> um, what a fight. Yeah. Um, you know, with two fights into the into the card, you've had a first round knockout and then a three round brawl. Look, uh, I I think if you're putting a card together, you want as few decisions as possible. Yeah. But you want the action they had in this. Every fight, yep. yeah. You, I think in the first two rounds, especially, it was toe to toe. Fantastic! Everybody would have to be happy with that. Yeah, there was no lay and stay. It was all both fighters attacking. Um, I think O'Reilly, uh, his way of getting out of being punched was to punch. Yep, great which, defense. Uh, you know, great defense is good offense. Fair play to him. Um, he came out swinging. Uh, went backwards swinging. Went forward swinging. I don't think there was much left-right movement, but uh, every movement he made involved swinging. Yeah, and I think um, the first fight really set the standard for this card. Uh, I think <laughs> Dana didn't come out for this fight. He sent one of his uh, associates along. I think he'd be pretty disappointed in sit cage side for this one. Say, all, all Both of these boys have to be picked for another fight. Yep. Exactly. The, that's that toe to toe, knock him, sock him. That wins fans in fights, and Dana yeah. said that's what he likes to see. And this fight is one that could have gone either way, you know, when it went to the judges. Yeah. Um, I think the wrestling of uh, Brendan O'Reilly was clearly his advantage. Yeah. Um, certainly the first round, he uh, took Vic down. Yeah. Um, almost say easily. Yeah. Um, uh, locked in the Kimura um, from from a half guard, but up against the cage, couldn't quite finish it. But yep. still, locked it in. You're not getting damage. Um, and I think he eventually got to a mount and put put some some hurt on. Yeah. Um, then uh, onto the second round, and Vic started lighting him up. He did. Sid. I think I had gone the other way. I thought uh, Vic had the win. Um, had the second round gone for ten seconds more, he would have had the win by submission because he had that uh, rear naked choke locked in, uh, beaten by the bell. Yeah. Which well, is, you know that's the rule. I'm speaking about it. Second round, I think it definitely was Vic's. Um, Turn to put the pressure on, and yeah. his, his inside work was excellent against the cage. His oh, dirty, he's boxing. dirty boxing, was brilliant, and you see, brilliant in close. You see, he get a, a cross grip. Um, the O'Reilly, wheels... O'Reilly would put his left hand behind uh, Vic's head, and so Vic would get his right hand to hold on to the spare hand of, of O'Reilly, O'Reilly's and he start punching with the um, left across. Um, and they're not knockout punches. No, but he, there was one. They're not too. soft. They're, they're, no. they're unchecked punches. That's the yeah, thing. Absolutely, they're going to add up right on the button. But, but the thing is, to get out of it, all O'Reilly had to do was take his hand off of the back of Vic's head, try and push yeah. him away, and circle out. Um, get to his back, really. Yeah. The only issues Vic had was when he um, gave up space. Yeah. Um, and uh, Brendan showed that he's got not a bad high kick. Yeah. Um, that caught him by surprise a few. He ran out of time to secure that rear naked in the second. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think when you hear the clap and you think, ah, uh, you know what, he's not going to finish yeah, this. So yeah. maybe relaxed a little bit. I mean, that's presuming a bit. But yeah. um, but even uh, so, you have, that's the only devil's advocate I can say. You have to give the round of Vic, that oh, one. 100%. That, yeah, first round goes to uh, Brennan O'Reilly. Second round of Vic, so it's the third round where third the round. decision gets made. Um, yep. And it looked like uh, throwing all those punches, it took it out of both guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, look, it, you can make an argument for either fighter to win. Yeah, um, I I think I'm I might be the same as you, Josh. I think Vic might have had it, but uh, Brendan O'Reilly had a couple of nice takedowns. Yeah, and I, Vic couldn't get up off his back. 
I think it depends on what you really look for in fights. Yeah. Or what your, a lot of it has to do with your background and yep. obviously the... And, and where you, the judge is sitting yeah, as yep, well. Yep. Um, I had it to Vic, but no complaints about it going no. uh, to O'Reilly. No, it's just it's a 29-28 uh, fight, uh, yep. fight, no matter which way you see yeah. it. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe come Melbourne, we see a rematch. Uh, I think everyone would be fine with that. I'll be, as long as these two are fighting yep. um, yeah. look uh, I don't care who they're fighting uh, yeah. they're good fighters to watch and we were saying at the start um, not the start of this podcast in our, our preview did everyone from Australia proud it's on a national stage and this really shows um, the level that uh, Australian MMA is getting towards where yeah. you've got people who are 38 years old put on a display like that and really really should be proud of themselves yeah I think um you know, with a guy like the name of Grzyk and a guy like the name of O'Reilly, I think uh, our immigration department is on the yeah, right yeah. to... Uh, no, they've done their good job. They've done, they? they've done quite well. well. Um, and hopefully they can keep it going. No, a great second fight for the card. On to, uh, is this fight number three? Yep. yep. The yep. Uh, the first female fight, first of yep. two female fights. Um, we got the Astro Girl, um, Alex Chambers versus uh, Kaylin Curran. Yep. Um, giving up uh, 10 years, um, Astro Girl. And yeah, and fortunately she's an astrophysicist because uh, she spent the first two rounds seeing stars. Curran um, wearing the, the plain trunks. Yeah. yeah. That's a throwback. Make Josh Barnett proud. <laughs> yeah. And and unfortunately, no sponsors. that's the unfortunate part. No sponsors, and she put up a hell of a fight. But at the end of the day, it shows uh, an L in her uh, win-loss column and fighters with no, uh, no stoppage wins and no sponsors don't tend to last long. Um, well, you go to the first two rounds. Um, arguably, either one of them could have been 10-8. Yeah, for, for yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all she's doing is, is punching um, and getting into the half guard and standing yep. up the half guard and laying in. Um, attack the front leg a little bit. Attack the front, yeah. Um, uh, Chambers has some nice welts um, mm. on the thighs. Mm. I, I thought there was a couple of moments in the second where um, Curran was going for the finish yep. and, and probably could have gotten it. Yep. Um, a little bit more power in there. Yeah. Uh, do it well. Um, I think the second ended um, with a, a, a fucked up omoplata that was never going to get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then we go into the third, more of the same. Um, Alex Chambers looked spent. Yep. Um, looked outclassed. Yep. Uh, I mean, both fighters look raw, but yeah. um, and then it goes to the ground and she gets half a Kimura. Yep. Um, mm. Alex Chambers and a little bit uh, hips are too a little bit too far out, but it's a nice grip and it's not something that you. You're going to let go of? And you're yeah. not getting punched in the face, you're which is punch, which, yeah. in, an improvement. She's yeah. advanced to position. When you spent the last 13 minutes and getting punched in the face. You could see she wasn't panicking, and it looked like she was uh, communicating with her corner, who yeah. must have been giving her good advice, because she held it, just tried to make those subtle little improvements, and just patient, waiting for Kaylin to make that move, and then you yeah. whack it on. Patience is the perfect term for it. Yeah. You can see, after you've, you've just been fucked up, for yeah. two and a half rounds you finally got something yep. so many times people would just throw the house at it yeah. and, and burn their arms out especially with the crowd just really getting yeah. behind her for that one um, but she just kept the grip kept under yep. got underneath and, and she wasn't going to finish with that arm lock either I don't think not so. in that position she Not needed to either switch hips away. around or no. get her left leg in further so she'd go belly down um, I thought Kaylin Curran did a, a great job of uh, negating that yep. and then she stood up and Alex Chambers switched under, got the hips under, and then that was it. But yeah. even then, uh, once the hips were under and everything, Kaylin was still stacking her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doing well. Yep. But, but And then as soon as, like, from the stack, you've seen, I don't know how many fighters, every fighter who's ever 
got him out of an armbar. You put your weight on, punch him in the face a couple of times and try and slip the arm out. Yeah. Uh, they always remain stacked. Instead, she stood up and extended her own arm right out, which is uh, exactly what Chambers wanted. She, she went for the slam. Yeah, um, second time uh, she tried it. Yeah, second yeah, time yeah. she tried it. The first time she it kind of worked, but it should never work like that. No, not unless you're say Rampage Jackson or <laughs> someone like that. Yeah. But when you don't get it the first time, that round either. No. So, um, the thing is, I mean, there is a time to stand up. Is when you can pull the arm out. Yeah, and mm. uh, but generally you've got the elbow past the hip first. Chambers was yep. too good of a grip. Um, when she stood up the the second time, you can see as soon as the feet are over the head, we're like, nah, this is it. Yep. Um, yeah. What a comeback victory. I think you're going to notice a bit of a theme through this card and it's going to be heart. The heart. Australian fighters just showed heart. And getting beat up, you know, it wasn't close those rounds. And no, it wasn't even close. Her demeanor, she looked defeated, but no, she wasn't. She still kept in there, marine hungry, and like you said, one opportunity. Had, no, had no right to still have that attitude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Um, but hey, good on her. Hey, well done. What a great... Um, and I think both fighters have um, got something to take away from this one to work on. Yeah. Yep. And yep. I think that'll actually... It'll work really well for Curran as well, because uh, yep. yeah. she, she thought she had it in the bag. It just shows you, you spend... Five seconds uh, not concentrating, you're done. Yeah, you're done. And it seems like um, most of the focus goes on to the main card for the fights these days, but with the free ones on Fox, it's getting hard to get on a preliminary card yep. now because mm. they're such good quality fights. And there's so many yeah. people on there just trying to make their name. Yeah, and yep. doing well. Um, so yeah, it's a good showing for the first women's fight. Yeah. Okay, next fight is Dylan the Villain versus Bradley Scott. Yep. Um, Bradley Scott, who was a dance partner for uh, Robbie Whittaker during his uh, the Ultimate Fighter finale. He was. One of the best fights we've ever seen. That was. Very, um, very good And fight. this is a bloody good fight too. Isn't it? A, yep. a great, even matchup. Yep. Um, I thought the first round, um, Scott showed that his wrestling was uh, better and his yep. uh, octagon control and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and his chin. His yeah. chin was great. He copped a few and just it, nut, not having it. He no sold a couple of nice uppercuts. He was able to control um, uh, Andrews. Um, yeah. But... In the, the little uppercuts in the clinch and, yep. and breaking off just the clinch. In the, in the plum. Uh, they were saying he's an undefeated uh, Muay Thai fighter. Muay Thai, yeah. So you could just see his clinch work was really strong and his, his grips with his left hand. Uh, Dylan had a, a bit of a tough time breaking those grips, pressed up against the cage and yep. was made to pay for it. Yeah. But, but Dylan, when he did, he, he landed the, the significant shots in the first round. Absolutely. He dro- dropped him twice. Part of the ring control that Scott did really well was using his head just to, yep. to pressure yeah. uh, Andrews to keep Andrews's head up while he's going yep. against the cage yeah. means those uh, nice little roundhouse lefts found their mark quite often. But uh, I gave the first round to, to the villain. Yep, yep. same here. Uh, uh, good, an honest ten nine round. Yeah, yep. But there's so many shots that um, Scott wore, and you see um, sometimes you can panic. Yeah, and start lashing out like yep. we've seen on some of the previous fights, but he just took him on the chin. Yeah, well, the first one we got dropped, it was like he was allergic to the floor. Wouldn't he? Just he didn't bounce straight up. back up. Straight back up, pressing against the cage again. He's got a ghetto booty. He just hits the ground and bounces straight back up. Yeah, and for Andrews, you have to think, that was a good shot. And Maybe. next second, he's straight back on you. Um, so on to the second round, and I think uh, Scott started to land a few punches. He did, and Dylan took him. Took him, but I think uh, he started to... After one or two of them, he went, 
well, yep, these are hard. Yeah, yeah I think about uh, the three-minute mark, you could see his footwork was suddenly a bit flatter. A little bit flatter, um, yeah. looking he was, down. He was taking those little sort of stutter steps where you're like, ooh, shit, the, yeah. the floor seems a bit uneven right here. Dropped his head a little bit too. Exactly right. He started to drop his head when he's leading in and caught a few little upcuts there. Yep. Um, once he hit the ground, uh, oh, sorry, before that, Yeah. Um, I think the fight should have been stopped. Yeah, well, to, to the to the rule book, it uh, should have been waved off. Should have been um, a ticko to um, uh, to Scott. Scott, uh, uh, when uh, Andrews called for uh, to stop the fight because he couldn't see because he thought he got an eye poke. Yeah, um, I thought it was a clear punch. Yeah, it was a clear I, punch, and even if it is an eye poke, it's not up to the fighter to, to determine that. that he keeps on fighting, and yeah, the referee a, calls eye poke. If it, a, if it a wasn't a clean punch. Well, it wasn't anything. Uh, the only thing I could see he might complain about is the seam, which is still a clean punch. Which is still... I, I think he just didn't know, and he got he, he couldn't see out of his eye, so he was trying to tell the ref, I can't yeah. see out of my eye. Well, but that, that's a, that, that's a, that's a call tap. fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm with the commentators on that one. Yeah. Um, it's the only thing the fight. commentators got right tonight, too. <laughs> the fucking hopeless Anakin and Florin. But um, it, it didn't matter because uh, Scott controlled it from there, and once he hit the ground, he was always in control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that... Uh, the, the guillotine he could have finished... I think a bit the first guillotine. The first guillotine yeah. could be a bit earlier. Uh, and then he was setting up the Dars choke, which uh, I think he should have finished that one because I like the Dars choke. I would have preferred to have seen that in the guillotine. But, uh, and, um, and then finished with an army in guillotine, which isn't the easiest way to finish, but no. 10 seconds left, it looked like it was nice and tight. And, and he got, he got to mount guard. and just lean back and yeah. Yeah. fuck we that. See it. He's in half guard and just rotate those hips around so you can put that pressure on and Dylan Andrews had nothing yeah. else to do yeah. but to Beautiful try and escape position. by rolling over. Andrews comes out of the fight another half inch taller than when he went in. Man. And... Uh, you know, he's pretty much put his body in traction. And the thing is, he's had a couple of losses, and they're not bad losses. They're no. good losses, but they're still they're losses. Still losses. That's what's hard. Yeah, an honourable loss is something, yeah. but you can't have too many of them in a row. Yeah, and no. I want to see him back. I want to see him back. I love Dylan. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Great fighter. I think, though, an entertaining loss yeah. is much, much better than a shit loss. So I, I don't think he's... Uh, He's out of a job yet. I don't yeah. think that's a big call. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not a big call. But um, he's the sort of guy that you still want to see him fight because yeah. he's not going to be the defensive, counter-punching, uh, lay on top of someone and just eke out time. He's going to be someone who's going to go out, throw some bombs, and see what happens. Uh, in this case, hasn't worked out so well for him. But uh, next fight, it'll be entertaining if nothing else. And I think. Um, you might see Dylan come back again because they're trying to expand across Australia and he's got popularity here. Uh, plenty of NZ fellas uh, in here too. So, too. How, long, look, how what, long do you reckon it'll be until there's a tough New Zealand? New Zealand versus Australia. I think Australia's fucked there. I'm going to say, you might not be able to tell the difference between the two teams. <laughs> no, I think, I think if all the Kiwis go home, Australia's rooted. Um, look, I think at uh, Dylan Andrews, he's... In his division, at his level, yep. he's not going to come up against many people with the chin of Brad Scott. Yeah. Um, so he, he might fare better, but uh, you know, there's a big body who, who took out this one. Yeah, and the only thing I can say is that Dana wasn't there cage side watching it, which might work against him because he didn't get to have a chat mm. to him afterwards and you know get that real feel for it. And yep. But we'll wait and see. I hope we see him again. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we will. I'm still yeah. holding on hope for yeah. Australia versus New Zealand tough. Mark Hunt versus Carl Noak, that'd be fun. For who? <laughs> Not for Kyle. <laughs> Not for coaching. He'd win the coaches' challenges, I reckon. Unless it was table tennis. None of table tennis. No, none of his table tennis. I, I've never seen Kyle Noak play, but I guarantee you, he ain't got no hunt. Yep. If you haven't seen Mark Hunt play table tennis, search that shit on YouTube. It's fucking astounding. Yep. So this one we've got uh, 
Rowdy Beck Rawlings versus Lisa the Garden Trellis Ellis. Uh, that hasn't been her nickname for long. Uh, so far, seven seconds. I don't know what a trellis is. Do they do trellises preside in gardens often? Yeah, that's the thing that ivy grows up to the top window where young... Trellis. Trellis. No, is it truss? No, that's what keeps the building up. You know what? There's a good chance all three of us have no fucking clue what we're talking about <laughs> when it comes to trellises or trellises or... That's why this isn't clicking gardening. <laughs> um, yeah, but she needs a nickname. She needs a few sponsors too. She probably doesn't. She's probably not fighting again, so... <laughs> Lisa Ellis. Is she, what did they say? 16 fights or something like that she's had. Yeah. Um, uh, 11 wins by a sub. She, she was in the like fighter that. too though, wasn't she? Yeah, yep. teammates. Yeah. With Beck Rollins. And uh, the fact um, we haven't heard anything about her means she didn't do too well. Well, we heard a bit about her when she uh, called Beck a bad mum. <laughs> which um, is not smart. No, and look, there's been plenty of criticism about uh, Beck Rawlings' home life involving tons of stuff. You can look it up online if you want to. But um, I don't think she's the sort of woman you want mad, really, because uh, what she doesn't sit on the ring, she might sit in the car park. It's the Adelaide way. Um, and and the Brisbane way, too. Uh, it, it's, a, it's not really that much of a shame that Lisa Ellis didn't have any sponsors because she had a bit of a wardrobe malfunction, so she couldn't show them off anyway. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, you'd be uh, be pretty cheeky, um, no pun intended, if you're getting sponsors on your, your underclothes, on, on the, the, the second, uh, second, second layer. layer. Well, speaking of which, uh, Sam Alvey had some interesting sponsorship, which we'll get to ahead. Uh, ahead. Um, <laughs> now, uh, actually talking about the fight, um, I thought this was a a much improved performance from Beck Rollinson. Besides even yeah. getting the win, it was technical. It was, wasn't all um, rush um, and brawling and flailing. She so, showed some really good defense on, on the ground. I think a lot of that's from her time in tough. She's realized that there are girls who are so well-rounded. Yep. Um, uh, not just her time in tough, but the connections she made over there. Yes, yeah. in terms uh, of training partners and yep. coaches and uh, just options for having this as your number one job well she spent her her, most of her uh, training camp and build up to this fight over uh, I think it's Alliance over in Mm. America where she's had much better grappling partners and she'd try and fight like them which you know it's entertaining but uh, now she she's so much better so much more professional. Um, it was it was a great finish. Um, yeah, once it uh, got to the ground, she had good control. We thought she could have um, continued to just go to the ground and pound, or she had the arm isolated. But uh, once she got the back, um, she had a full minute to go in uh, in, in the first. Bef- uh, once she got uh, a, a nice forearm across the neck, um, just start squeezing, start arcing the back, and uh, we'll take this one home. Yeah, I think that was the uh, the difference is. With that rear naked, you can collapse the person in front of you and um, you know really attack the carotid arteries by uh, putting them out that way, or you can arch your back and really try and rip their head off. And I dare say, I'm going to assume Beck knows both techniques, and she decided, nah, fuck this, I'm pulling this well, bitch's head off. Well, you, you crunch forward when you're really deep under the chin. When you've got it in mm. really nice, it's, it's a little crunch forward and, and they go to sleep. When it's not quite in, or if you're just on the chin, you can arc your back and just pull back on it. It's a little bit nasty, and um, sometimes it hurts enough on the jaw that they just pop the little jaw up so they can uh, get a little bit of breathing, and of course, then it's in. It looked like she was well under with that one, though. And it didn't she look did like well. she had the hand behind the head so strongly, but uh, either way, she was uh, certainly with, taking that yeah, one home. With, with a full minute to go, she can. 
the, the technique's good enough. You can muscle it through and, and yeah, really squeeze it on. Um, you're not going anywhere. And Garden Trellis just had no options. She had no options. No sponsors, no options. And uh, Rowdy no. Beck Rollins takes away the little maybe bit. no job. So we continue on in the undercard. We got Dan Kelly versus Smiling Sam Alvey. Um, How do you think you got the nickname Smiling Sam? <laughs> can we just put a microphone on Smiling Sam Alvey any chance we can get? Uh, our, our pick for fight of the night. Um, performance of the night, I, the I night. say. Uh, yeah. His post-match speech, what a, what a, what a champion. We were saying uh, in our uh, preview... This guy, it's hard not to like him, man. Uh, he you gets are, it. You are not a good person if you don't like smiling. Yeah, Sam Alvey. like I said on Twitter, the only reason you don't like uh, Sam Alvey is if you despise happiness. <laughs> That's the only reason. Um, uh, number one uh, pick on this card for adopted Aussie. Yep, he's. The- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One that we're going to get behind. Yeah, so if any ladies out there are looking for a bloke, uh, jump on it. I think he's actually already got a wife. But a model uh, girlfriend, a model <laughs> wife. Get, uh, get her luck, out of the way. Good luck with that. Um, if a couple of you can gang up on her and, you know, scoot her somewhere off the side, good luck. Uh, you'd be your country proud. Probably better off trying to gang up on Sam. <laughs> a better shot. Um, it, it was a, a great fight. He said, yeah. um, you know, the, the boxing uh, that he worked on saw an opening in Dan yep. Kelly and, and just uh, lit him up. And I mean, our, our preview for this, we, we were back in Dan. We, were, <laughs> we tried to make it as... As optimistic as we could be, but it was always going to be tough fighting Sam. Yeah. Um, lots of power, smart fighter coming up. And oh, I mean, exactly right on the way up. Dan's been through some wars, so yeah, you know, like much respect to him. Being a four Olympics is not a bad effort. Yeah, oh, yep. bloody, absolute champion bloke. But unfortunately, he's just come up against a, a younger guy who had a, a better weapon on the night. Uh, yeah. That right hook. Uh, cop three of them in about an eight-second time period, and yeah. that'll put anyone uh, else. What an excellent stoppage. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. Steve Percival was the ref there. He's actually my first BJJ coach. Um, it, perfect timing. Got in there, saw the fight, and nah, 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 this is done. Yep. There was no hesitation. Um, it's uh, not the first good stoppage on the night, um, but uh, it's good to see when the refs get it right. All right, deeper into the undercard now. We're nearly getting towards the main events, and we've got... Uh, Kyle Noak versus Jonathan Webb, who, who wins the award for the stupidest spelling of a first name we've ever yeah. seen. So I'm just going to call him Spud. Spud Webb. Yeah, I'd, I think you have to, just because uh, the only other name you could really throw at him is Spider, and there's already enough spiders there's going around the UFC. Yeah, and he's, yeah. he's not up to the, the... There's only one spider in the UFC that you can't really uh, take that off him. Um, interesting fight. Um, I thought the first two rounds is one each, yep. um, quite clear. Yep. Um, in our preview, we said that Kyle will want to keep it standing. Um, he won't want to... Uh, go to the ground with a Henzo Gracie black belt. 
Mm. Um, he surprised me a little bit. He jumped into the guard a couple of times. Yeah, and it's just his instinct on defending. You know, he what defended are, bloody well. What are very quick and very um, sort of tough submissions from uh, Jonathan Webb, yeah. especially when he dropped for that that heel hook. He, he wasn't the, sure what he was going for. Yeah, the, it was either going to be a, a leg lock or a heel hook, and he was sort of halfway between the two. But yeah. geez, he got there quick, didn't he? Yeah, and you can see, no, he was worried about that too. You see him like sort of yelling out, and it was, it was panic time. Um, and then he switched it into a, a rolling calf slicer, mm. and Noak's defense was on point. Yep, yep. It was so quick to lock up that leg and then go for his own toe hold. Yeah, and tighten it up. So yeah. you can only imagine this is something he's drilled again and again and again. And, and you, you notice the commentators paid no credit to Noak for this defense, no, which none. kind of makes sense for why they did a terrible job commentating the fight <laughs> and scoring it at the end, let's be honest. Um I think the, the toehold he went there was as much a defensive toehold as it was um, going for exactly. the... Exactly. It wasn't really going for the finish. Mm. Um, but yeah, you, clearly first round for Webb. Um, second round, uh, Noak was very smart um, when he got on his feet. He didn't just back away and say stand up. He got a few kicks in first. Yep. Um, you're not going to finish with those kicks, but you're going to score points. Yeah. And uh, considering Webb's biggest advantage was his speed especially his lateral movement yep. taking that away with a few kicks of the ass not, it, uh, certainly doesn't hurt yeah. not a bad idea at all mm. and the thing is I, I don't see how he can really score that one for Webb Red. round no. two I mean he, he, he literally got, got his ass kicked for most of the round he got some takedowns but the thing is if you're going to give him um, points for getting a takedown and he doesn't do any offense when he's taking him down then you have to give the other guy points for getting out of it and getting back to his feet well that's it I mean he did take him down but there was no damage done yeah and, yeah. and Noak got back to his feet so it's kind of it's like uh, you don't give points to someone for attempting submissions because yep. if they attempt a submission then the other guy defended it and they didn't get it on so it evens it out and a couple of those takedowns they weren't like uh, Noak stuffed him he just olayed him yeah exactly um I thought it was actually some poor fight strategy from Webb there. Um, when he, he was on the ground, he had the, the dominance. Um, on the stand-up, you know, he was quicker, but Noak has got a distinct reach advantage. Mm. And Noak's kicks, I think, at the end of the day, especially in the third, was what turned it for him. Yeah. Um, that's what gave him, you know, that's what I gave him the, the round for. Mm. I think, I remember Webb let him stand up at some stage. Yeah. Uh, Noak's on his back. He's yeah. like, you know, Didn't all right, like like backed off, got up. I'm like, no. what are you doing, son? I, I thought, especially Webb's, with Webb's skill on the ground, being on top, he yeah. really dominated there. Yeah. I, obviously, Webb's got a plan. Um, I guess it didn't involve winning, but, you know... Look, he'll go away thinking he was unlucky not to get the decision, but he didn't do himself any favours with some of the strategy he had. Yeah, exactly. In that final round. First round, he was great. Okay, in the final fight of the undercard, you've got Hiyoki versus Dan Hooker, the Kiwi. Um, I'll be honest, when we saw the, uh, the the first round, I thought Hooker looked outclassed. Yeah, uh, I think he was in most of the second round too, to be honest. Y- yeah. Hiyoki's uh, guard passing, fantastic. It was, but he wasn't doing enough damage while he was doing it. He yeah. was excellent work to get uh, takedowns for starters. Yep. Mm. Then he'd get to the ground. Um, and, and working hard to pass the guard, but not doing any damage. Mm. No, I didn't really see him isolate an arm. I didn't. Oh. See, he got swept um, in round one. Put an elbow in the throat. Put an elbow across his nose. Well, it seemed like he got down into his guard, and he just thought, "All right, now this is the part where I pass guard." Yep. And that's it. Didn't yep. worry about putting pressure on his face, and then just jumping across, or even trying to stack him against the fence. Well, the, he's right next to the fence. He started ground and pounding. The commentary was saying that he wanted to win by mounted triangle. And it did seem like he was, you know, looking too hard for that one solution rather than yeah. just uh, wanting to win the fight, and, which and, in hindsight you'd say was probably a mistake. 
Yes, definitely. Um, and like you're saying, he had a great position against the cage, um, and then he went went to the mount. Um, and Dan Hooker used the cage perfectly for that. Yeah, um, yeah the sweep, that, that escape. Um, uh, but anyway, he was still landing it. Um, uh, a, a few nice shots up. Um, Dan Hooker was going for his high kicks, but mm. getting caught um, a lot. But yeah. foreshadowed what what was to come. Yeah, and it was set up by. Um, um, Hatsu making a, a really good body kick and sort of mm. crumpling him up and then you see he starts going to the body doesn't yeah. move his head out the road yeah, and yeah. you see his hands are dropped and it's just one of those things this guy he's been throwing head kicks all, all night. night but yeah, the thing is it looked protect. like looked like he could have recovered from that head kick but it was that punch on the way down yeah, yeah. Oh. that put him out and yeah. you just see his face just go blank and his body just plank and yeah. it took him a good couple of minutes before he knew where he was again yeah and I, I just wasn't sure if it was in the post fight interview or I read it online but apparently Hooker actually learnt um, Southpaw for this fight not intentionally he just started learning different techniques Southpaw and really enjoyed it so he stuck with it it's funny I've, I've heard um, you probably don't know who this is um, it, there was another fighter whose punching was Frank uh, Mir it was Frank Mir was it yeah. his, his technique was so bad that his uh, boxing coach said you know what I can't teach you I can't correct that technique. Yep. Switch to Southpaw and we'll we'll start from scratch. Maybe that's something that's happened here, but the kicks were on point. Mm. It's either Frank Mir or Rocky, one or the other. <laughs> yeah, Rocky was always Southpaw. He didn't fight nothing else. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that was the end of the undercard right there. Um, yep. So now it moves into fight night, but just looking at that undercard, you've got yeah. some great got, battles. Yeah. Got value for money right there. Uh, I, I tell you what, you could have just shown the undercard and if you had a bit of extra time, you could have shown some of the main card fights in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, uh, I think, probably three or four... ...goes to show what can happen in mixed martial arts when everything's on the line, when you can punch, you can kick, yep. you can grapple, you yep. can roll around. One little mistake, you know, you, you yeah. forget, forget to keep that right hand up yep. and boom, out comes the, the big kick. Actually, it's not over to the arms raised. Um and that just shows that it's fantastic to see those come from behind. I mean, if you're the guy winning, you hate to see it. Yeah. But you, as a spectator, you just... Uh, touchdown, you know, the, the big home run in the night. As the, shot. the second local to pull it off on the card, too. Well, New Zealand local. Yep. We've played it the Gold Coast, surely. If, he's, if he doesn't live the Gold Coast, he's probably moving there right now. <laughs> he looks like... We, we were just talking before. Um, he looks a bit like a surfer, and I don't know how many surfing beaches there are in, in New Zealand. Yeah, true. So, um, anyway, that is the end of the great uh, undercard, but we move into uh, the main card, and the first fight is one of the, the biggest-looking fights, um, Vic versus Jake, the Celtic kid, Matthews. Um, and we, we spoke about it, how good this fight will look. You know, there's uh, 9-0 and 7-0, and um, going against it and Jake Matthews is an absolute stud um, he's going to be something great absolutely yep do you like it or do you not oh, I don't mind it as long as it's at the right time yep. you know what I mean look, it's one of the things that if uh, if you win while you do it you look like you own yep. the place if uh, you lose you look like a knob but let's be honest, the fight went for 4 minutes and 50 seconds. Jake Matthews won 4 minutes and 40 seconds of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, he, he was a, an absolute beast. He, he was landing everything he wanted to land. Aggressive. Uh, aggressive. Great wrestling. Great control up against the cage. Um, Changed just, angles too. Yep, beautiful well. stuff. He, he did everything he wanted to do. Just that one mistake on head, head positioning. Yep. Um, he either had to have it in the chest or he had to have it in the pocket. Instead, he had it in the armpit and... 
that's what cost him. Yeah, copped one knee. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, on, on the takedown, I think he went down to one knee a little bit early as well. I think he copped that double knee and he got a couple of uppercuts in the clinch too. Yeah. So I reckon he might have just been not recovering, but just take stock. Yep. Wrong spot to take stock. It's mm. probably the right idea though. Yeah. Like, I'll yeah. hold him up against the cage, yep. but fell down, put yeah. the head in the wrong spot, like you're saying, yep. the head went in the armpit. Um, but how quick was Vic locking yeah. up? Yeah, absolutely. That was Oof. like... Anyone who says uh, that was a lucky sub is nah, wrong. Nah. There is no such thing as a lucky sub when you put it on that quickly. Yeah, yeah it um, was in- he's, he's drilled it. He knows it. He's from um, Team Lloyd Irving, so anyone knows about uh, holding someone into submission, that's them. And um, he just did that move really well. Uh, it, it, the guillotine was in really nice. Um, I, I thought it was in good enough. And then he went to the high elbow guillotine. Yeah. Mm, uh, yeah. You could see Jake Matthews has thrown his, uh, his left hand in to try and block it, but it was too late. Yep. It was just on too good. Um, what a great finish. Um, but, you know, Jake, he's shown a lot in the first four minutes and 40 seconds. Yep. And he's only 20. We keep saying it, he's only 20. 20 years old. So remember this fella. I think the big thing, though, is he didn't take much damage. So no. if a... The spot opens up soon. Maybe Dana yeah. gives him a call. Yep. yep. There's no recovery time for him. Yep. Yeah, he's right to go. He and won't actually, have a medical suspension or anything. I actually think his last fight that he won, he might have actually been a late inclusion for that one. Was that one I, or one before? I, I, no, I think it was the last. Moved up the card. Might have been, uh, yeah, uh, just shimmed his way up and had a victory where no one expected him to win that fight. Yeah. And he's, yeah. I don't think I don't think he he'll lose any fans from this fight. Nah, not at all. Uh, disappointed to get his first loss, but yeah. uh, he'll he'll learn from that. Hey, he looks like he loves being in the cage, which yep. you know, important. Twenty years old, he's going to go places. Looks like it's where he belongs. But, you know, full credit to Vic. He saw an opportunity, took it, and got the win. Yep. Absolutely. So the next fight we got Anthony Parosh versus Sean O'Connell. Um, Parosh forty two, giving up eleven years to Sean O'Connell which um, you know at 31 you wouldn't think you'd be giving up that, that much experience true um, that long um, I think we said Parosh's first appearance at the USC was USC 66 or, or something like that yeah it was it was way when, down there I think it was one of the first UFCs in Australia um, possibly possibly yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if it was, it was, was that uh, Sinisic headlining he was uh, definitely on the first one yeah Sinisic I don't uh, know who was headlining but he was definitely was on the first a, one uh, I don't know if they were fighting in Australia back then um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. I, I could look it up, but I can't be asked. Um, but uh, do you remember the Sydney one? He was on the card of. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it sounds right. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it, it probably was. Uh, I don't know if, if Elvis was headlining, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, look, uh, blocked a lot of punches with his face. We said win or lose is in exciting fights. Yes, um, it was a highlight reel. Yeah, uh, I don't know if um, uh, the hippo got to land a punch. No, I got a maxi- maximum, maximum, massive amount of respect for Parosh uh, for getting in the ring. Any bloke who's willing to go through uh, that deserves respect. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't his day. Uh, he got dazed with the first punch and it just got worse from there. Um, he wouldn't have had that game plan, obviously. He would have liked to try and close distance, uh, maybe get a takedown and work from there. Um, didn't happen and he's on his up ass. Yeah, well, he wasn't on his ass. Um, no, his, his legs wouldn't give him up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually um, a good point. It's a, a great stoppage from the ref again. Yep. It, yeah, it, It's not very often you see uh, a ref call a stoppage in the first minute while yep. somebody's still on their feet. Um, but uh, it, it was a, an awesome job from the ref. Um, yep. It was a great stoppage. He was still up, but he was just wearing punches left and right. Yeah. yeah. 
One thing I've noticed with mixed martial arts is that with the criticism that referees cop, the fans are generally willing to give them credit for when they make right decisions, yep. which is a bit mm. different from other sports. Yeah. Um, it's it, it was, You've got to give it when, when it's done so well yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, onward to the co-main event being uh, Robert the Reaper Whitaker um, versus Tavares. Yeah, Brad Tavares. Brad Tavares, who's the first ranked fighter that Whitaker's faced, I, I believe. And his second fight at middleweight too. You're an ultimate fighter who was actually um, in the welterweight uh, division. Welterweight, so... Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is the first ranked division, uh, ranked fighter he's fought. It won't be the last. No, absolutely not. What an impressive showing. Yeah. Um, and a razor, a razor sharp punches. Yeah. Uh, laser-like precision. Yep. Um, good feeling out for the first minute or so. And Tavares is no slouch. Yeah. No, no doubt. He is an absolute beast. Yep. Um, set it up with the right kick and the left hook come through and on the button. And the power that he's managed to, to get by going to middleweight. But it was that... that it wasn't quite a hook and it wasn't an uppercut. It was that in-between sort of cross and he really, you see him drive his whole upper body hips into yeah. it. Yeah. The punch starts from his toes and just, he gets that torque and that punch, when that lands, oh, you're going to feel it, that shit. It was a short little punch though, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. There was enough power on it um, and Tavares popped straight back up and got another one for his troubles. Well, what I liked about that punch was that he set it up with that front kick, that, but he mm, threw yeah. that front kick and- kick to get the distance, stay in the pocket, and then land that left hook. It looked like a, a well-rehearsed combo. Yeah. Didn't it? The only thing that disappointed me about that punch was that he didn't follow through, um, raise his fist in the air and shout, show Rukin. <laughs> um, I think he missed an opportunity there. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Jeezy gave a shout once uh, the ref stepped in. Didn't he? Oh. And, and the thing is, that's a bit of his trademark now. And again, ref done an awesome job, stopped it yep. just as it should have been stopped, not yep. a second too late. Yeah. I... I no, a lot of fighters say, oh, I was still in the fight. I was still going. Nope. No, no you weren't, champ. You were face not. down on the mat and you, your eyes might have been open, but you weren't home. The bell rang and you were outclassed. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty much how it um, happened. And uh, again, Uncle Dana on Twitter, he loved the fight yeah. too. So Robbie's going to get uh, more main events. Um, I don't think we'll see him on the undercard. a baby soon so he said he doesn't want to fight until the Melbourne card well, and he's on the main event of the Melbourne card and there's lots oh, of big fights in that middleweight division to sort out who's who and where's where so expect those fights to take place before the Melbourne card and we'll have a really good idea of where Tavares next fight's going to be uh, and, and Whitaker oh, against who sorry um, yeah, yeah Whitaker my bad um, well, I think Tavares before the fight was ranked 14th yeah so you'd expect Whitaker to get ranked around there yep so I'd like to see him fight another fighter in that 10 to 14 yep. Um, yep. ranking um, yep. otherwise you know we want to see him progress slowly they've been talking Bisping might be a good fight oh that'd be a great fight yeah I, I think it'd be brilliant because neither of them are boring fighters yeah. they're both going to go out and try and win um, and Bisping wily old veteran a very he, he's seen every trick in the book yep and he's not short on power when he needs it so well, I, I, I love mean, that matchup well that's been the um, criticism of Bisping is he hasn't had that knockout power mm. um, if you remember the fight against Mayhem Miller where yep. Miller was out and he yeah. just couldn't put him away yeah Whitaker doesn't have that problem. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I, I agree. I think that's a great fight. I love that matchup. Yeah. I think it's a good test for Whitaker against somebody with a lot of experience, and I'd back Whitaker. Uh, good chin to uh, Bisping, but uh, if Whitaker wins, he'll deserve it. He's got a great chin. And there. the other fight, which I think would be interesting, would be um, the return of Tim Kennedy versus okay. Robert Whitaker. I think you haven't seen Whitaker face that out-and-out wrestler. Like, Tavares has yeah. a wrestling background, but he, I think he's Hawaiian, which I mean... Yes. 
you know, you're still American, but yeah. you don't have that collegiate just competition yeah. from the get-go. And yeah. Tim Kennedy is being a bit disillusioned with um, PED use in uh, his division. And so yep. he sat out for a while. This could be the one that gets him back interested. I still want to see the Bisping fight in Melbourne. Bisping yeah. misses Australian. He may as well be Australian. Yeah. Um, he, try he, and see, see what happens. He usually fights on every Australian card. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really like that matchup. Tim Kennedy, I think it might be early for Whitaker, but yeah. you know, if he takes it, you know, that's a that's a big scalp to have on yep. your resume. Um so on to the main event, um Hunt versus Miokic. Yep. Um look, I'm not gonna do a round by round no. of this one because every round was just about the same. You can copy yeah. paste. Um two blokes came in, uh Hunt got punched. Um oh, you wouldn't say Hunt never looked like he was gonna quit. Um, yeah. But that's because he, he, gonna fight either, he, he doesn't. Um, Look, he had some nice haymakers, but uh, Stipe just wasn't on the end of him. Yeah, um, Miokic uh, was too fast. Yeah, um, he. The, they were talking before the fight about. Felt like it. Yep. Put him on the ground and punch him in the head. And Hunt looked better in Mexico at altitude on late notice. And this one, he had a full camp to train in his home hometown. Um, maybe he's just had enough. I know he, he had lots of problems at home, and he's probably yeah. just a bit disillusioned. Maybe. Time to hang it up. But um, what, what I didn't like was the booing of, of Miocic, because, look, he came in, he did exactly what he needed to do to win, and he did it yeah. amazing. Like, what, what do you expect the I mean, guy to do? People are complaining they didn't, he didn't let Hunt stand up and punch him. Of course I mean, he didn't. I'm not going to fucking let him stand up and punch me either. Yeah. He's, he punches damn hard. Yep. Um, the, the thing I couldn't... Believe was uh, after three and a half rounds of getting punched in the head, and um, he's got um, Hunt down. And the refs like, "Give me a reason to stop it." You know, yep. fight back, fight back. And Hunt's throwing backwards hammer fists, yeah, <laughs> the that, flicks that will hurt nobody. Yeah, but it's enough to say, "Look, I'm fighting." Yeah, like, dude, cover up. Actually, uh, mentioning that, I did see some photos online of it would have been round three or four. There's actually no round four. I think it was round four or five. There was a towel in the ring. Right. And they're not sure if it was left in there or if Hunt's Corner threw it in and the referees didn't see it. Well, if Hunt's Corner thrown it in, they should have thrown in more. Yeah. Um, yeah, throw in the... Fuck it, throw in the stool, throw in yeah. the chair, yeah. throw in everything because uh, he, he was done. And you can't let your man go down like that. No. Uh, that's the only thing. Hunt would not quit. We, we yep. know that. He's got an iron chin. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor should have stopped it. The ref should yep. have stopped it. His corner should have stopped it. It wasn't a good look at all. Uh, when, the, when the doctor came in, I thought there's no way they let this continue. Yep. I don't um, know how it did. Part of part of you wants to see Hunt go out on his shield, but I want to see him live next year too. Yeah, I want to, I want to I, see him walk and talk yeah. when he's 50. The thing is, going out on your shield is probably um, getting a clean knockout against Verdum, something like that. Getting repeatedly bashed in the skull. It's, you know, it's not a, it's not good because we've just got the UFC in Melbourne and the main criticism of it was the barbarism of yep. it. This isn't a good look. We need the refs getting to stop that. And also, I didn't like that the UFC rep at the post-fight press conference didn't come out and say that and address it. He just yep. said, look, I'm, I'm not a ref. Or I'm not really sure. Try to be too diplomatic. No. this You've got to come out and say that's wrong. It was wrong. You've got to set that precedent. And like we said, it was wrong by the ref. It was wrong by the doc. It was wrong by Hunt's corner. Yep. The mm. good thing I can say is that um, the reaction on Twitter from uh, everyone from Dana White to um, Phil Brooks yeah. to every other fighter we saw said, fuck this, stop that. Yeah. Stop this yep. fight. Everyone knows Mark Hunt's tough. Yep. And he's already proven that. Yep. When you saw the live tweeting, everyone was saying that. It was like, yeah. the doctor yeah. left? People people stopped watching the fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. And every right to, too. Yep. Had the doctor stopped it, Hunt would have been pissed. Yep. I'm fine with that because that saves him. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but okay, so the other positive is Stipe did exactly what he did, uh, what he needed to do, showed that he is the man to challenge for the belt yep. in this division. And we were talking about adopted Aussies online and before early in this podcast. He's got family in Melbourne. Yep. Um, I remember when uh, Baghdadis had family in Melbourne for the Australian Open when he was good. We claimed him. Claimed so him. let's not boo the bloke. Let's get behind him. I tell you what, I would not mind seeing um, Verdum versus Stipe yeah. in, in Melbourne in November. Yep, absolutely. If, oh, I'd buy a ticket. I tell you what, if uh, UFC wants to put on a big card, a yeah. big super card yep. for, for that event, Nothing better than the heavyweight championship. But. And I mean, let's get behind him. Let's try and make it happen. You know, campaign on Twitter. Yeah. Let's try and claim Stipe as an adopted Aussie. Get behind him. You know, we've got someone that could possibly bring a belt or win a belt in Australia. Yep. I want to see, I want to see that fight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And look, Miokic isn't the worst name that's been on the back of an Aussie Guernsey. No. Uh, look at all the Socceroos, pretty much. Take yeah. them off. And the thing is, there's a huge um, community of... Uh, Croatians. Croatians. Uh, I don't know if he's Croatian or Serbian or... Just don't get him confused. It's it's cro- the yeah, Slavic Croatian flag on his uh, yeah. shirt. So uh, and he's confident. training with Krokop too. <laughs> so, there, there's two big hints there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, probably not a big Serbian following for him, but... Uh, and I mean... Um, but uh, to, to me, it put a sour note on what was a brilliant card. It did. And it wasn't Miokic's fault. Not at all. Brilliant. Um, I thought the crowd was poor too. Like yep. you said, booing them. The doc, the ref, all yep. made mistakes. And for the most part, the crowd were excellent with the boos. They only booed Reebok. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't agree with booing any fighter. If anyone gets in that cage is willing to put their yeah. life on the damn line, they deserve your respect, unless they're complete knobheads. Well, anyone trying to tell you that a pair of pumps are better than a pair of double pluggers can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was uh, UFC Adelaide. Um, all up, a uh, fantastic card. They put together the fighters that wanted to really bring it um, yep. and just whets the appetite for Melbourne in November. Bring it on. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for coming along for the ride with us. Cheers, guys. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.